Huh? Ryan arrives at the gas station with a gun. This week on Scarapy, Demonic is on the couch. to another session of Scarapy. I am your Scarapist, Trevor, joined, as always, by the lovely Scare intern, the Jehost man himself, yeah. Zach Singer. Love, love it. It's the only time I'll ever say Jehost. <laughs> All right, so before we get into this movie, which I thoroughly, um, totally enjoyed. Uh, before you get into your bullshit, <laughs> can we address that your notebook is written like a fucking third grader? <laughs> Yeah. It's just Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 with a little Chris Pratt smiley face size smiling at him like an asshole. It totally is. Yeah, I know. Huh. Well, you can call me Star-Lord, baby. I'll call you nothing that ends Lord. <laughs> I'll take Star. Star. Alright. Simp Lord. So Change my name. Simp Lord. Okay, so this week we're reviewing Demonic, but... Uh, I'm gonna put that off for as long as I can because this movie fucking sucked. It is pure garbage. Really glad that I watched it three times for this. <laughs> so I guess before we even get into anything, I do want to give two confessions. Uh, first of which is that this is uh, not the movie that I thought it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am just finding this out. Yeah. So the movie that I was referring to in last episode when I said it's like a Ghost Adventures parody is a movie called Paranormal Investigation. Well, they fucking rhyme, so I get it. Which is <laughs> which is also on Netflix. You're um, the worst. Yeah. So we'll do that soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other one is... Um, actually, me and Zach talked about this for a second. We both found out recently that there's a movie that came out last year also called Demonic. And if um, it is any good, <laughs> this is not that movie, so... Fucking keep moving. And as far as I can see, zero correlation. I read the synopsis up and down. I IMDb'd the shit out of this <laughs> after that. And I was like, this has got to be related in some way. Nope. Is Frank Burrow in it? No. He's not cop in this one? He's not shit cop number one. <laughs> Alright, so let's get into some stuff here. So Demonic came out February 12th, 2015. It's got a runtime of about an hour 40. That's what I'll say. I missed, oh. I missed the runtime. Hour 40? That seems long. It, it's about an hour 40. Is it? God damn. Yeah. It's a long movie. Well, it took me six hours to watch it. God. Yeah. You need to learn to type and watch. What do you think the rating is on Rotten Tomatoes? God, I hope it's a zero. <laughs> it deserves nothing higher. If it can go negative all day. Genuine? Genuine rating? Yes. You think it's a zero? I will not allow anything higher to enter my enter my brain. Thirty-three percent sounds about right. With eighty percent of audience liking the movie. What the fuck? Yeah. Who watched this movie? Um, not us. I guess. Eighty percent. People that work at Netflix watched this, and they were like, "I love this movie." I think people that fall asleep and or fuck to random things on Netflix <laughs> watch this and actually. Fucked their way on the remote to a thumbs up. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so it had a it had a budget of three million. God, <laughs> right? Super high. It, it looks like it was made on a forty dollar budget. 
<laughs> and then the guy from Shit's Creek was there. Box office of 4.7 million. That sounds right. So Smashing it, hit, I see. It did profit, though. It, yeah, but barely. And it's getting that Netflix money. It is. That's unfortunate, but yeah. true. So, the director's name is Will Cannon. He has not directed anything of note. Yeah, that sounds about this right. Movie. I'm sensing a trend in your picks. <laughs> well, like I said, this was an accident. Can we say the name of the real movie again? Paranormal Investigation. And what was this one called? Demonic. Can you give me any reason why those two make sense to you? Uh, because I've watched both of them. Can't argue that. You have watched both of them, <laughs> to my knowledge. So, so the cast, starring cast is Frank Grillo who everybody knows from the MCU, from the two movies he was in. Good old Crossbones. My boy. I actually really liked him in the MCU, though. Well, I liked him in Civil War. That elevator fight scene? It was good, but he, he didn't do anything to make that better, yeah, I felt just, like. Just Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah, but in... Was it, was it Civil War? Where he's actually Crossbones? Uh, yes. Yeah, Civil War, his beginning scene. Spoiler alert to anyone who's an asshole. <laughs> uh, where he dies is actually fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um... You know what, though? I'm going to go ahead and pause you again, because even in that movie, he had shit lines. <laughs> Moving on from not horror. Can I, can I read my shit, please? You can try. Intern. Fuck you. <laughs> you control your shit. So, Frank Grillo, Maria Bello, Cody Horn, Megan Park. Any of those names sound familiar? Uh, no. Alright. Besides Frank Grillo, but that's what? just because just of the MCU. Yeah, and one of their main characters, I couldn't tell you his name, but it was in Schitt's Creek. He was one of the semi-main characters. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's obviously more characters that are prominent in this movie. Uh, I just wrote down the, the four, like, characters that have the most on-screen time. What they really follow, or who they really follow. Yeah, exactly. So the plot, a psychologist and a cop team up to investigate the deaths of five ghost hunters. Amateur ghost hunters, I want to get that in there, because... Yeah, Jesus Christ. They're not the best, are they? Well, every I, I found several synopsis that said amateurs, so I was like, alright. Really? Yeah, because okay. they definitely come off as fuckboys. Oh, especially one. Oh, yeah. It's in my notes. Of Fuck course. you, not. I don't take notes. They're just way <laughs> shittier and full of plot, plot holes. <laughs> okay, so before we get to the questions, I do have the weekly scream tie in, baby. My man. Scream so Corner. <laughs> Every week. Uh, it's just gonna happen now. So the production company for this movie, Dimension Films, also produced the first four screen movies. Well, hot diggity. As soon as I saw the, the Dimension logo vanity card, I was like, wait a minute! I know this. So, so like, was this, uh, like, they're like, my, my kid wants to direct a movie, <laughs> scream, you were, you were so successful, I'll make a horror. And then little Jimmy just fucked himself into a corner of shit movies and plots. Not no. Perfect. All right, let's get into the questions. Hit me. So, first question, um, little, little different. Is this your least favorite movie we've reviewed so far? Amazingly, yes. Yeah, me well, too. I did not think I could hate anything more than Phoenix Forgotten that <laughs> haunts my dreams every night, and Freddy has to pummel them into obscurity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like. For us right now, I would probably say Nightmare on Elm Street, Unfriended, Things Forgotten, then this movie. Yeah, yeah, in order, with this one being Dead at the end. Yeah. Like, like I want to get the best kicker in the NFL to kick this fucking thing. 
that's how far away it is. That'd be fantastic. Kickers are strong. You always draft them. That's your final final fantasy news. Yeah, that's fine. Your final fantasy football news. <laughs> uh, copyright not sponsored by the NFL or Final Fantasy yet. Yeah, I mean, eventually. I assume it's going to happen on this episode. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get the call. So, uh, second question. Have you ever watched a ghost hunting show? Like ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunter, stuff like that. Not continually. Like, I'm sure I've seen bits and episodes, yeah. but... It never really caught. Found footage is definitely not my thing. I know you love it. Yeah. And I feel like that's 90% of those. 100%. But it, yeah. But I do love reality drama, so maybe I should kick them into high gear. Uh, so, Ghost Adventures is my favorite show of all time. I've watched it since I was eight years old, which is only two years because I am 10. But. How did you get a fucking. Scarapist degree. You're wearing the coat and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. So I should address that. I got my my Scarapist jacket here. I'm wearing it right now. You guys will see it in the trade of the week later on. You will. Uh, you can see his fucking name poorly drawn onto his jacket. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be a treat for you while I get my treat. <laughs> don't say that to anybody ever again oh, so bad and <laughs> so good uh last question a real banger real out of left field do you believe in demons moving on i'm gonna go ahead and bypass that you go fuck yourself so yes okay <laughs> <laughs> no not at all no, you don't. skeptic zach is anti-spook train on oh, demons this, this is so good because i believe in everything and you believe in nothing just believe in a thing called love. God damn it. Told you it was gonna happen. Just a little rhythm of your heart. Alright, what's the Johnny Depp name you've got now? None. Johnny Depp's not in this movie, jackass. Thank God. <laughs> Alright, so let's get into the movie. Pass. <laughs> okay. Alright, guys, you heard it. Uh, episode's over. Yeah, this How one's our shortest runtime yet. You're welcome. Three hours. <laughs> okay, no, let's get into it. So we open with multiple news reports of savage killings over newspaper footage describing the deaths. Actually, not a horrible intro. Like, it sort of... Really good Yeah, intro. like, I, it, like I wouldn't say it was my favorite, but... You know, I, I, like, I always love that true crime feel that definitely mm -hmm. gave you that, where, you know, what's going on. First off, it took place in, what, 1988? The year I was fucking born. Jesus oh, yeah. Christ. So let's let's run it back real quick. Last episode, you said you were born in oh. 1986. You're right. Uh, uh, I didn't... Well, I didn't say that. I did very poor math and forgot the year I was born. You said Nightmare came out in 1984. This movie's two years older than me. Yeah, no, it's not. 100% don't know how old I am or how fucking four plus four works. <laughs> Okay, back to it. So, and we learned that someone named Martha Livingston killed four of her friends, then she hung herself. And that is both Batman and Superman's mom. Keep that in mind the whole time. Martha! <laughs> How do you know that name? <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> um, so, we learned that she killed them in a satanic ritual in 1988, and people believe there was a paranormal incident that was associated with this. Very, and I, I, the whole time I got the feel, this is like Amityville Horror-esque. Mm -hmm. Like they really like that movie, and they were like, fuck. Either that, or just like direct ripoff. This is the same story. We can't. We wrote this as this, and then they took away the rights or something. <laughs> but that that very close to that this whole time. Yeah. And then we we get our first cut, which I will say right off the bat. 
Uh, this movie cuts more than Phoenix Forgot. Oh, yeah. But it, it's like a pivotal point in this movie. Yes. So we get our first cut to modern day as a truck rolls up to the house uh, that the murders were obviously taking place at because it's fucking disheveled and no one's there. I have like a huge problem with this house already because in that interesting intro scene, they have like a almost interview, or maybe maybe it's a, even a minute or two after where we are. But I'm going to address it now because sure. it really bugged me. Where they're talking about the house and all these horrible things happen, and it's just and it was just this one murder. It wasn't like a series, which my initial thought the first time I watched it I was like, oh, more things must have happened in this house, but it wasn't. It was just this one event, really. Yeah, but, um, it, but it was five, four murders and a suicide. Yes, it was, it was big, but like I, I guess I thought it was more. But then they talk about, so that's an 88. Yeah. And then the, obviously it's been years. They talk about, oh, this house couldn't get a showing, so it's on. it was on the market. And people are saying, oh, you know, did somebody die in this house? Just alluding to it, it's super spooky. And this house looks, like you said, disheveled. It looks fucked yeah. up. And I don't understand who was showing it, because the stuff in the house is from, a, I don't know, 1834 with creepy <laughs> dolls and like when clowns were cool i don't get it so yeah the, a truck rolls up to the livingston house uh, and then an old man with a flashlight gets out saying over the phone that his wife heard a noise from the house and she sent him to investigate and uh, this guy hates his wife i did want to also point out that it is a red truck so we're keeping with the theme of the cherry 96 cherry it's your boy he's back what a callback. That's right. So she she sent him to investigate. Then he hears a noise off to the side of the house and basically just says, all right, well, time to go. Enters the house. Um, this is cut. When, yeah. He sees the lock is off the house. He opens the door. Then we cut to a gas station uh, where we meet our cop, played by Frank Grillo. The only recognizable person, really, in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, and he's called to investigate a disturbance in the area. Super shitty call. Like, they really hit this. He's on a date. He's yeah. buying wine for a date at a fucking get. It's obviously a super small town. Mm-hmm. And the dispatcher is like, oh, I'm sorry. You're, you're the closest person by, like, 30 minutes. It's just horrible scene. And they did this really weird. And I noticed this three times. Like, close-up or exit shot of the gas station attendant. Yeah. To no avail. No reason. Nothing really came of it. And, like, they had this whole interaction. It was really short, but it seemed like something was supposed to happen there. And I guess it kind of did later. Kind of. But not enough to, like, any of it was necessary. Yeah. So, then he drives out to the Livingston house and finds the truck from before. Goes to investigate the home when the guy from before sneaks up behind him. Uh, meaning he's just standing behind a bush. Yeah, yeah, for some fucking reason. Uh, scares the fuck out of the cop. Cop pulls a gun on him. As cops do. Yeah, and then uh, we learn that the old man's name is Leonard, and there is blood inside the house. He says he found blood in there. Which, so again, another shitty point where they didn't make sense where, like, so Leonard obviously made this call. He'd obviously yeah. already been in the house. But he didn't tell the cops what they like. It was just like a disturbance call. Yeah. And they didn't say, "I found a body." There's a shitload of blood in here. Well, he doesn't say he found a body. Well, he just says blood. But yeah. like, he's obviously been in the house and has seen like some pretty sh- 
shady shit. Maybe it's just because yeah. of the house. Well, I think there's blood in like the main room, like when you walk in. So there is, but this guy's terrified. Like he's mm-hmm. not just like, oh, there's a bunch of blood. I didn't want to go in. He's freaking out. Like yeah. I, I can't go in. Like he saw some shit. He's back at Nam or something. And so, um, while I was watching the movie, obviously I had subtitles on. I learned the cop's name is Mark, which is a is point, it really? I yeah, have no idea. I want to bring this up in, in a minute because. Uh, he gets called a couple different names. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he says he found blood in the house. Mark says, stay here, goes in. Uh, in the house, he finds the dead body of a woman uh, with an axe in her chest uh, and a walkie-talkie at her side. And though, right away, he calls for backup, continues searching the house. Uh, he finds a bunch of uh, computer equipment, cameras, uh, the ghost hunting equipment, and he finds more dead bodies, one with just a super bloody back and one like bent bent stomach first over a bed yeah like he fell over onto this bed yeah. dead it, like awkward positioning yeah. but super deady and then he finds one body uh laying on their back with a like a music ballerina playing above them and he goes to investigate that body and then the guy jumps up off the ground shoves the cop and tries to run out of the house which uh, again took a note on this because it's also bugged the piss up like they got some details so well mm-hmm. and then missed a lot of like really dumb stuff like he checks his pulse you watch him do it yeah and like are you the shittiest cop or do you not have feelings in your fingers well actually it makes sense later yeah but like that's what i'm thinking I'm, I'm, so, like, we can cut this line if we want um like, my, my thoughts on, like, I want to put, kind of put the notes as I was watching the movie. Yeah. Just like, man, this is stupid. But then the details do get better later. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, the, this guy pops up, hits Mark, and starts running, but he falls down the stairs. As all horror movies yeah. do. And then Mark catches up to him, holds him down. Then we get a flashback to one week earlier. Fucking another one. We meet... John, Michelle, and Sam. Cool. John is being interviewed about an experience uh, he had in the house, but it's through a dream. Yeah, he hadn't been to this house, just... So he had visions of his mother in the house, but she looked younger than he'd ever seen her, and she has since uh, passed on. And she's been uh, sitting in the house, smiling at him and telling him to let go. Pretty creepy. Yeah. Overall, the scene's not that interesting, I'd say. Yeah, and then uh, Sam turns to Michelle and says, Brian's gonna love this. This is great. Then John immediately says, fucking Brian? Brian Alverson? Freaks out and leaves. Michelle follows him out, tries to convince him to stay, uh, do the interview. She didn't know. Uh, She didn't know it'd be a big deal that Brian was involved. Which... When you you find him out in about two seconds here. Yeah. So uh, we find out that Brian is Michelle's ex-boyfriend. Uh, and John isn't the biggest fan of this. But John and Michelle are dating yeah. and Sam was the, the other guy? Yeah. Sam and Michelle are brother-sister, I believe. Uh, pretty sure. Unconfirmed. Pretty I, sure I they referenced that uh, very briefly. I think huh. it left one quick line. Maybe. I didn't catch that. I watched it. I listened to it three times. Yeah, I guess you watched this movie more than I did. It was god awful. Um, so, but Michelle was with Brian three years ago, 
So it's a little iffy on the jealousy card there. I don't know. It's after you get, after the guy's introduced, he is a gigantic piece mm-hmm. of shit. But also, like, she didn't know he'd be involved, but the, her brother, Sam, or whatever he is, clearly works with him. Well, she knew. She just didn't think it would matter, is what she said. I, I guess, but that's, again, like, dumb thinking and just yeah. plot point, shitty plot points. Yeah. So, John wants to back out, but Sam comes out and says, you know, your visions won't stop unless you, you face them and go to the house with us. John has issues that Brian's only in this for for money and fame to capture ghosts on camera. Uh, Sam says that he thinks when John's mom heard about the murders, they stuck with her just like they did John. Poor sales pitch. Again, so much of this is just shit detail. Some some of it's super good. I'd say like the visual detail is pretty solid, mm-hmm. but the storytelling is so poor. Yeah, like the movie looks good. I wouldn't even say that. No? No. I didn't watch a trailer, but I don't think a trailer... No, I mean, like, like, like the cinematography is good. Oh, I mean, it's fine. Like, I, I like it. They uh, do some cool camera stuff. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it blows my mind if they did anything to blow, blow the world away with their yeah. camera trickies. So they, they cut back to present day, and Michelle's ID has been found, and we learned that John is the guy that popped up. He's, he's the suspect. Right. Uh, and, but they haven't found Michelle's body yet. So I, I'm not sure if John had her ID on him or if the ID was just in the house. I think it was in the house. I don't right, know. Right, because her body. purse was there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they found uh, 13 cameras around the house, but the footage is all scrambled. Super, super decody, like man. Hacker man time. Yep. Get, get your boy. And they, they set up shop. Uh, in a barn behind the house. Really weird that they did this. Yes. Uh, there's no reason. They, they have tents. They, they, they can set up tents. They don't need to use this barn. Well, even that, they didn't need to do any of this. They would have just no. taken it to their forensics lab and be like, figure this out. Yeah. Not come down here, set this up for six hours, <laughs> and then freeze my fucking hard drives because for some reason it makes magic. And this is where they uh, start John's interrogation in the in the barn in a room. Right. Uh, with those really shitty spotlights. Those construction spotlights. Yep, 100%. Again, they set this place up for six to ten hours to do this instead of just going to look for this girl. Obviously not really in the movie, but that all this setup doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. Alright guys, just want to interrupt the show for a second to let you know that this week's weekly annual Treat of the Week is on our TikTok. All right, back to the episode. So in the interrogation room, John asks... Uh, that's a fucking barn. Barn room in Terra Barn. <laughs> in Terra Barn. It's not bad. That's like a... Floating title. That's the uh, Animal Farm horror movie adaptation. It was just, it's not just Pet Cemetery first off. We gotta review both Pet Cemeteries. Well, when, as soon as I can figure out how to spell cemetery, I'll fucking watch that movie. <laughs> Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. <laughs> the Pet Cemetery. 
Um, uh, confirmed your host in my house. Yeah, lights keep flashing in our in our studio room. Slenderman would fucking stop creeping around my, my spooky houses. <laughs> okay, so John asks Mark if they found Michelle, then says he took her. Um, and he's just like pretty shook. Yeah. And like he kills this scene, I'd say a lot mm-hmm. of. He actually, I mean, he's actually semi famous. Sorry, pseudo famous. Ah. ah, take a drink, motherfucker. Oh, uh, he's in Shit's Creek. He's the guy I was talking about before. Mm. He's uh, one of the uh, daughters, like fiance throughout a lot of the show. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, then Mark shows John pictures of the bodies and is asked, "Is anyone here missing?" Didn't he say who's missing? I think he has a count, he just doesn't know who's what. Yeah, so I think he says there were six of us. Yeah. And then he says, okay, who's missing here then? And he says, Brian. I really like that he just shows this terrified person <laughs> pictures of his dead friends yeah, that so... were just murdered in front of him. <laughs> so then uh, Mark asks John if Brian killed his friends, and John says it was the house. It did something to And now we have Monster House. Oh, that's a good movie. That'll be our uh, kids' version. Shit. Scaratinis. <laughs> kids' bombs. For Scaratinis. Yeah. Okay, so John says uh, they tried to connect with the other side and they woke up the house. So Mark just leaves the room and. <laughs> Again, this guy is just freaking out. Yeah. He's just got his fucking shock blanket on because that cures everything. <laughs> So, yeah, Mark leaves the room, and the cop says, there's no fingerprints on the axe. It's been wiped clean. Makes sense. Little, little sus. <laughs> then, um, the red one did it. <laughs> Am I playing it right? Among Us reference in 2022. Kill me now. <laughs> to be fair, I still don't know what that means. That's good. Don't, don't ever learn. Got it. Um, so Mark calls his girlfriend, who's super upset that he stood her up. And he explains the situation, and she says she's on the way. Um, which at this point, I guess I'll spoil it, but at this point we don't know that she's like the psychologist for the police police department. Again, like they hit the date really hard to no avail. Yeah. There was no point for it. And then yeah, she's she's the psychologist. Yeah. And um this is the first time where his his name is Mark. On IMDB it's Mark. But on her phone it says Lewis. That's his last name. I actually bet but somebody calls him Lewis. I'm pretty sure does. at one point she calls him Lewis. Why? Huh. Is, why would your girlfriend call you by your last name? Well, it's a cop thing. Handcuff, getting dirty. Call, <laughs> call me detective. Last name. <laughs> so, uh, Mark Lewis, two first names with a piece of shit. Wake up, you piss excellence. <laughs> you piss blood for making this fucking movie. So we get a cut back to camcorder footage. Of us meeting Jules, Brian, and Donnie. Intro to fuckboy Brian, oh, man. Yeah. This guy's a huge piece of shit this whole movie. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the worst. So, the group gets together, and they hit the road after Brian's an asshole John, Which, and uh, Pervert to Michelle. Mm, very much so. But also, he he has the worst insult that I have to bring up, because I don't think he took the note. No, definitely didn't. He, he instantly, like, first scene... John and Michelle, he, Brian's reporting, 
and giving him, just kind of throwing some shit at him. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, you guys are so cute. You have matching haircuts, which A, they don't. Like, oh, yeah. I not even, that. like, okay. close. It just, it really didn't make sense. It was like, I'm going to try to insult you and be so cool. And he just is an asshole. And even if it was an insult, it's still not true. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't understand it. That line was just written last minute. I'll throw something at him. Yeah, and Like, then... you wear regular jeans to sleep. <laughs> Fuck yourself. And he also says, like, oh, you're not the first John she's dated since me, but you are the best. And, and this guy, uh, most interesting, is what he says. Most interesting, I'm yes, sorry. Yes, because that does come up a little bit later. Yeah, and um, then when they're getting into the car, he zooms in on Michelle's ass and says, your eyes, your eyes look really good on camera. Yeah, for... Again, no reason. Like, like, just showing this guy's a shitbag. I feel like... Let me put myself in Michelle's shoes. If my ex-boyfriend was filming my ass, I'd fucking kill him. I wouldn't get in the car and be like, ha-ha! I guess we have different reactions to flattery. You're a piece of shit, I guess. <laughs> no, I don't get this. Why she's around them at all. Yeah. Again, I'm pretty... Again, the, their brother and sister, pretty certain. And I just... I even wrote, confused on the girlfriend's brother. Because that scene was just weird, but they never explain why she's there, and they're just so eager to go along with this plan to hang out with this guy that they both fucking... Like, she obviously doesn't hate him a ton, but he's a total asshole to her. And, like, several times references my ex, like, almost you're my property. Yeah. He's just a piece of shit, and I can't state it enough. So thank you for uh, stalling for me while I looked it up to see if they were related. Uh, it doesn't say. Perfect. <laughs> well, I watched it three times, and your excuse was I saw it once and I forgot the title. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and be the authority on this one for a second. <laughs> so, so then we cut back to uh, the cops in one of their tents with all the hard drives. Uh, we see super basic Hollywood decrypting done by the cops. As Mark's girlfriend Liz gets to the house and they explain the situation again, just in case we didn't know what was going on. Oh yeah, uh, their basic decryption was plugging it in and yeah. turning it on yeah, and they, saying it doesn't work. They talk about freezing the drives, uh, which I think works, but... It might be a thing, I don't know. It just sounds really dumb. It sounds dumb. Also, they brought a freezer with them, I guess just for this. I don't yeah. really know. Cause no, I mean, it could have been for body parts. But it's... They're digital forensics. It's a whole nother department. It wasn't like, you know. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Digital forensics and body parts. <laughs> forensics are us. You kill them, we fucking film it and figure it out, I guess. Uh, this is the worst version of Dexter. Oh my god, it is. And that show was so bad at the end. So, Mark and Liz go back to John and the Interra barn. And we find out Liz is the psychologist for the department. Mark leaves Liz and John alone. And she tries to get him to warm up to her. So John tells about the ghost hunting hobby Michelle and the group had before she met John, and that's why they went to the house. Okay, I think I missed that, that she was part of the old crew. Yeah. It, it, that he, makes a little more sense. He said her and her old friends used to do this all the time. Oh, yeah, I don't remember that line at all. Yeah, yeah, they, they were like a, a shitty ghost hunting team. So again, amateurs. Yeah. 100%. Fuck these people. Yeah. The aliens mean the amateurs. <laughs> That's gonna go up somewhere. So then we, we cut back to earlier that day at the same gas station as before. Sweet. Because uh, there's only one in this fucking backwoods town. Well, only three people live there and there's like 40 cops. <laughs> so 
Sean and the group stop for supplies and to refuel, and we get a better intro to the group. And in horror movie terms, we have Sam, the nerd, Jules, the slut, and Donnie, the tech nerd, I yeah. guess? Like, it, it's not very common. There's two nerds in this. I mean, I'd say Sam's more closer to the virgin than the nerd. Yeah. Well, and they almost all kind of hit the nerd, because Jules, the other girl who is the slut, is also, like, their paranormal specialist. Yeah, she's their occult researcher. Yeah, exactly. So they have, like, the occult specialist, the tech nerd, uh, Brian. <laughs> Brian. Fucking Brian. Brian is, not that you'll get this reference, but some of you will, listening. Uh, Brian is the Zach Baggins of this uh, team, which is just the lead investigator who looks real manly and screams. Are you trying to say Frodo Baggins? Um... Nailed it. Bilbo, actually. Bilbo. Dildo Baggins. Um, But I feel like I have to explain this. The reason why Jules is the slut is because her first lines on camera when Brian is introducing them is is she... He says, this is our occult specialist, Jules, and then she goes, and I'm also super fucking hot. Yeah. Um, Which, if you've seen Cabin in the Woods, that's what the slut does. Yep. Oh man, I love Cabin in the Woods. Can we just watch that again? Uh, soon. Sounds like we got a date or something happening, baby. And I guess in horror terms, Brian is the jock. Yeah, that's the best way. I mean, the fuckboy jock. Yeah, every movie's got a fuckboy, baby. Every horror movie does, Jesus Christ. So, Donnie is asleep in the car, and Jules goes to put a slice of turkey in his mouth. I, I... I don't know if that was just, like, the meme at the time. It doesn't really make sense. I didn't get it. Just being shitheads. Yeah. Um, Real fucking professionals they've got going on here. And then a random dog lunges at the window, starts, like, barking at them and shit. I think it's just the jump scare is, like, literally all they're going Uh for. It wanted the turkey. I guess. Through the goddamn window. But they're watching, yeah, they're watching, like, the owners are just watching this happen and doing nothing. They're, like, laughing. Yeah. Just fucking with them. I guess. And so then John is interviewed by Jules and says his mom actually lived in the town where the Livingston murders happened while she was younger. And she was actually kind of friends with the killer, Martha. Right. Um, so now we are starting to understand a little more yeah. and why there's some connection to this murder. And then the murder house. Brian just out of nowhere comes up and is like, hey, John, why do you think you're too cool for us? Again, just fuckboy John, uh, fuckboy Brian. Yeah. Just shitting on him, just because he's dating this girl. Yeah, it makes no no real sense. Now, now John does hit him back though, and he says, "Not everyone, Brian. <laughs> just you." Fucking real banger comeback <laughs> to your banger insult. And uh, then he says, "You know, John, I actually think you're super interested in this house, and I think you really do want to go there." Kind of hinting that he might know something about something that we don't know yet. Right. Uh, so then, guess what we do next? What do we do? We cut back to the interrogation. Woo! The flashbacks, that is back. Oh, no. If you want to flash, we... <laughs> if they did catch any spirits on film, and Josh says, nothing, because we cut back to the group arriving at the house. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Super important scene. So this house, for some reason, is surrounded by... Abilene chimes, which are supposed to call the dead, they just look like fucking wind chimes to me. 
<laughs> Again, with that too, just, this house is so old and decrepit, but at some point they, they referenced in the beginning that they cleaned it up to sell this yeah. place, and then they're like, yeah, fuck it, just throw everything that used to be there back. <laughs> and so the this is actually referenced by the cast. The, the chimes are ringing, but there's no wind. Spooky. Ooh. Ooh. Are you fucking in Beetlejuice? God damn. So, um, we get a really tense moment of John slowly reaching up and touching one of the chimes for just a second before he recoils in pain. Ow. Yeah, starts, starts, you know, screaming, ow. Uh, only to reveal that he's just fucking with them. I think it's like the only time John really does anything like this, too. Yeah. Well, none of them are about it. No, not at all. Like, all of them are like, fucking kidding me? Why are you such an asshole? Well, it's he's like, too cool for... Yeah, he's too cool so, for you. Yeah, fuck him. And then I, I... I had to ask this question, because they got to the porch. Are they allowed to be there? Like, we don't... No, they say they're breaking in. At the beginning? No, I, uh, I think it's like a very quick line right there. Well, I mean, and later, they even... Later, think... later on, they break in, but at this point, like, we don't really know... No, I mean, we know the house is abandoned. Yeah. So I think it's the horror movie rules where it's just, oh, it's abandoned, so it's not owned by anybody. Fucking squatter's rights. Yeah, you're right. Okay. You want to be the fucking host? Take that over. Not for this fucking movie. <laughs> I'll do my own research. Flapjacks and hookers. <laughs> so Jules says uh, they're going to be doing an evocation to summon the spirits of the house, but don't worry, the killer can't be summoned because they're only going to use good energy. Oh, cool. I used crystals for deodorant. <laughs> Fucking asshole. What's your sign? <laughs> Leaving. <laughs> it's fucking Wiley Coyote holding up the sign just says goodbye. Alright, and then we cut back to the interrogation. <laughs> uh, it turns out that Martha Livingston and her friends also did a evocation seance the night of the killings. And it seems like, quote-unquote, someone intended to repeat the murders. Uh, and then we're shown Mark exploring, and he finds a box of crosses. Super weird again. Yeah. This house again is just full of random ass shit, and they just—it's—it's it's all this... culty type. Shit. Yeah, like I guess maybe it's just alluding to that people have been in there and fucking with it because it's murder house and yeah. Breaking Bad, so they had to put up a gate, but they didn't. Then um, Liz says John might spend the rest of his life behind bars if he doesn't help this investigation. Dang. Uh, and then we cut back to the group breaking into the house. <laughs> <laughs> So, the house seems pretty much untouched. Like, it's got all the furniture still in place from before. Everything was left where it was. Uh, John gets a random nosebleed as soon as they walk in the house, and everyone thinks it's a sign of spirits. Which I actually do like. I hate that every time it's a nosebleed. Yeah. But his response is just like, that never happens. Instead of like, oh, I used to have one as kids. It's no big deal. Yeah. He's just like, no, but nosebleed. Yeah, and it's also not like, uh, he doesn't freak out. He's just like, oh, shit. Yeah, he I doesn't, mean, like, he wipes it off. He's like, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Um, He's <laughs> not Mark from Phoenix Forgotten. <laughs> and then we cut back to the interrogation, baby. Woo! Uh, more cuts in Phoenix Forgotten already. Dude. And we're, we're probably about 15 minutes into the movie at this point. It's so many. I um, can't handle it. John tells Liz about his mom's connection to the house. And we learned his mom was actually the only survivor of the attack. So now not only does she know the killer, she was there. Yeah, and at this point, it's really not looking good for John. Right. It looks like he came back there, 
to recreate the killings because of some trauma that happened with his mom. Somebody has mommy issues. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, we get a really good scene. Just kidding. Cut back, baby. Um, <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> uh, so, you need a sec? No, we'll, you no, we'll take a minute. Oh, man. It's, was, it's, it's Zach's laugh, right? These fucking cutbacks are so fucking bad. I know. So, okay, so Donnie is setting up the equipment, and him and Jules find a painting of Martha, and they both just go, I'd fuck. <laughs> <laughs> As one does to your friend's mom. That actually makes more sense when I said it out loud. Huh. Friend's mom? We deal with it. <laughs> Think about it. Nah, I stand by what I said. Okay. I realize I'm wrong at this point, but okay. I'm gonna stand by it. That's fine. Batman's mom. Um, that's that's better. Nailed it. <laughs> so, and then uh, there's also a painting of a messenger bird uh, of the occult, which is I forget what they call it, like a cravel or something. Like yeah, that. something it's pretty weird. It's just a fucking raven. But it's yeah, like, and it's basically a bird that delivers messages from Satan to his father. It, it's not like a creepy painting. It's literally just like birds on a birds on a tree. Yeah, like nothing to it. Nobody um, like you buy this at a yard sale to fill space. Yeah, and Donnie walking backwards breaks a lamp like a dick, and Jules says, well, "I have to kill him." I really don't get this scene. Like, I get that Donnie, right? Yeah, he, he's just like a bitch. I, I think time. they're just like it's it's like friend joking, flirting, like. Oh, don't don't tell him. Uh, I have to. I guess she just seems like a bitch, and he seems like I don't know. She's like my favorite character in this movie. Well, yeah, by far, but (laughs) he just seems like a wimp, and she just seems like a piece of shit. I don't really like the scene. Does nothing for anything. He's the wimpy Cynthia. He really is. Uh, So then John finds camera glasses. Um, and, and Brian yells I, at him. I literally wrote in my notes, Zach's gonna fucking hate that. Yeah, huh? <laughs> Way to introduce just a random plot point. Yeah. Uh, and Jules has this super shitty EMF meter, which for those of you that don't know, stands for Electromagnetic Field. Um, which has nothing to do with ghosts, but is used for ghost hunting. Yeah, they, people believe that ghosts give off EMF readings. For um, no reason other than I was in an empty room and it went off. Cool. So, I actually have the exact same EMF meter. <laughs> that shows what a piece of shit it is. I know what he makes. $15. Yeah, exactly. Uh, same color, same orange top, white bottom, everything. Garbage. Uh, so then Jules finds uh, an upside-down cross uh, in, in our equipment setup montage for setting up cameras and shit. I actually really like this scene, by the way. It's it's good. good but it horror. could have been a lot better. Yeah. So, so, like, hit it, and then I'll tell you why. So she, she turns the cross right side up again, and then Donnie's like, hey, your your room camera's not working. So she fixes it, and then she, you know, starts she, to walk yeah. away, and he goes, oh, I want to put a baby in you. Just simping the fuck out yeah. of it. And then... Uh, he turns away to work on some other equipment, and we get a shot of the screen as the cross rotates itself back upside down. Which, I really like the idea of that scene, but if they had just done it in the background so that it wasn't the only thing happening in the scene, it could have been so much better. Like, yeah. she fixed it, and then just walks out, and... I would have liked to see... In the, in the background in general. Almost like an unfriended style thing, where we see four of the cameras on the screen at the same time. Yeah. And it's just like, a, if you see it, you see just it. Just a little Easter egg. It could have yeah. been so much better, but they were they focused on it way too hard. Yeah, and then um, 
Michelle is exploring the house on her own, testing out one of the cameras, and uh, we see a ghostly face behind her. Uh, is his name Ghostface? <laughs> Damn. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the ghost of Martha, but she looks super old. I'm not sure, to be honest. I, um, I, go ahead. Well, I don't know, I'm trying to remember. I, I think so. I think she's the one that kind of gets referenced throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Not, I guess yeah, I didn't think so, about it. I don't know. Old, old bitch. And then uh, cut back to cops. More decrypted footage of Sam saying, we're trapped in the house, all the doors are locked. He has an axe and he's killing everyone. Which, before he gets an axe to the back. Super important, this is where uh, Rumlow says, freeze all the hard drives, I want all this information. <laughs> Because now freezing, because uh, to point out earlier, he's like, don't break these by freezing them. And I was yeah. like, this is the best thing ever. Just, yeah, just sold right away. Lines that mean nothing for no re raisins. So Mark comes back to get Liz, and they exchange what they've learned so far. Liz asks for interview tapes of John's mom after she escaped. Then goes back to Josh and says, they can't see any footage from all the cameras. So why, why would you come to investigate a house for ghosts? And then not film it. Not have any, but yeah. And he's Pretty like, good oh, question. I don't know. Uh, and then cut back. Uh, the group is finishing the setup, and John and Michelle are flirting alone in a room. Jesus fucking Christ, they're finishing the setup. Yeah. Uh, and then, God. Uh, their camera light goes out, so pitch dark in the room. Uh, Michelle's like, are you fucking with me? And John's like, no. Um, John turns on the camera to see through the viewfinder, and we see the door to the room slam shut. A few seconds later, Jules busts into the room, and then they see another door in the room going to, like, a hallway open on its own. Pretty spook. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. good. Good scene. Yeah, I really bad. enjoyed it. I can't be mad at it as much as I want to be. Um, I don't like this next part. <laughs> Jules immediately goes into the room that was just open, and then Michelle screams that something touched her that's what I Super was, that's what I thought we were getting to. Yeah. Horrible. They don't show anything that I can see. No, and that's the thing with ghost movies. Is when something touches your leg, you don't see it. Yeah, well, there's a really good scene later where somebody's legs get real touched to the max, baby. You like that scene too good. It's really good. <sighs> back to some garbage. Come back to cops. And then we find out that uh, everyone's records came back clean except for Brian's. Because he was expelled from a college for threatening and harassing one of his professors. Because he a dick. Yeah. Uh, and remember, at this point, Ryan. Brian's missing, not dead, so yeah, Brian, he's prime suspect. Brian and Michelle are the only two Oh, that's right. Michelle's that missing, missing still, yeah. Uh, Mark realizes that the house uh, might have a... Sorry. The, ho the house might have a milk shoot because of how old it is. Uh, and the, I still don't know what the fucking milk shoot is. Yeah. Uh, plot point. That's all yeah, I feel like, and that's referencing to earlier where they just threw in so many plot points just to yeah. fill in their narrative. Just to have a reason to do some of the shit they do. Yeah. Like they, they're walking around the house trying to figure out how Michelle and Brian could have gotten out, and then they go, "There might be a milkshoot." Milkshoot. Nailed it. Like who the fuck's thinking about milkshoots? But <laughs> I don't know. So uh, Mark realized there might be a milkshoot, and that might have been the escape route. He opens the door to the chute to find it absolutely covered in Spook, spook. Uh, Mark rushes back to John and straight accuses him and says he thinks Michelle got out through the chute. Uh, 
mid-attack. Uh, super weird. Like He goes super aggro at this guy, too. I don't know what evidence you would have there, because there's still somebody else missing. Right. It, the scene doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. Again, this is another plot-ish point. Like, I wouldn't even say it's anything but a plot hole. I mean, I guess, assume more so that it's John, because as soon as you saw him, he tried to run. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but he's also sitting there. He's, like, pretty cut up. and He's handcuffed, too, so he can't leave if he wants to. Right. Um, so, Josh... Josh. Oh, fuck. Fuck is Josh. <laughs> uh, last movie. Fuck is Josh. Wait, not even last movie. No. Uh, like, Phoenix first Ryan. movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so, Amateur over here. Yeah, so John says, I hope she got away because she's pregnant. And uh, they were hiding it. And Liz, cool. Liz kicks Mark out of the room, and John basically shuts down for a minute. She's like, "You should have told me about that, but that's okay." It's like I could have helped you; it would have made more sense. And no, it wouldn't have. Like, yeah, no, still bad. Happen. I listen to so many things about murders, and it's just because this guy's an asshole and doesn't yeah. want a kid. <laughs> to the group investigating. John finds the music ballerina box uh, that we saw earlier, and after he puts it, he picks it up, puts it back down in a different spot and starts playing. Which, ballerina, like, foreshadowing? Eh, not even foreshadowing. Just scenes with ballerina, all good. Yeah. It's, it's not a huge part of the movie, but it does come back a couple of times. Super good. So... Everyone else comes into the room when they see that, and they're like, oh shit, that's, that's spooky. So, um, well, Brian gets mad at John for touching stuff. Again. Yeah. And then him and Donnie start messing with it. They pick it up, move it, and it it starts playing again, stops, do, do it again, starts playing again, stops. John realizes that it's, it's stopping in the same spot, like it's pointing at something. Because it's got like an extended arm? Yeah, it's got like an arm out. It's doing a... Uh, uh, a a mon call period. I don't know. Yours is way fancier than mine. I don't fucking know. You French fucks. <laughs> brown traditional French name. <laughs> it is short for brown sauce, the traditional sauce of France. Ah, No, no, brown sauce. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um... Ah, is the official juice, asshole. <laughs> this fucking idiot. <laughs> so, uh, John's like... She's pointing at the rug. Well, it's, no, they're right. Where's Where's he pointing, John? The rug. And then they lift up the rug in the room. There's nothing there. And they're like, ah, you fucking asshole. And then John's like, maybe it's not the rug in this room. Which I feel like at this point, he's just reaching to like not be embarrassed. Super shit line. Like, doesn't make sense. And maybe it's semi- I'm going to go ahead and pseudo-pointing. Drink. Ah, drink. Uh, pointing to the other room. But it, it was, the connection was pointing to rug. Well, maybe it's not that rug. Other rug. Yeah. They could have just used that rug. Yeah, so I think this is the first inkling that John knows more about the house and he's lying on. Kind of leading. Yeah. And so they, they uh, move the rug in the living room and they find an old occult seal that uh, maxes out the EMF reader as soon as they find it. Somebody's got some hardwiring fucked up in there. And they say, 
uh, maybe Martha was contacting the other side and that's why she killed everyone. But John says, no, she was messed up way before that. And his mom always would say that Martha was crazy. Thank you, Zach's computer. I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, oh, my Google domains. Oh, shit. Some buy me a fucking internet today. So, they, they think Martha contacted the other side. No shit. They say that they were doing a seance. Yeah. Not new information. Yeah. They just show the seal. Yeah. Which, Which the seal does look cool. It does, and isn't this where Jules now says, oh, I don't, I've never seen this one, but there's thousands of them, yeah. so it could be whatever. Yeah. And then they hear a noise from elsewhere in the house and go investigate. Then while they're walking, they hear a super loud boom and then more, like, shuffling noise from a closed-off room. Um, now we're getting into spookies. Then they open the door and see a bunch of birds, like the ones from the painting, uh, fly out. And one of them lands dead in the circle of the seal. Yeah, which, since they are messengers of the devil, he is the devil. The bird's the villain, is the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, so this is just the uh, reboot of Birds. Mm, birds 2, the quackening. Mm, not quack. <laughs> Tweetening? It doesn't sound, sounds too much like Twitter. I like that, though. Let's just go ahead and say Birds to Electric Boogaloo Sea of Blood. Alright, we'll go with it. So, cut back to the cops. Wee Blood in the milk chute is found out to be Brian's. Why it saying milk chute? <laughs> it sounds dirty. <laughs> uh, and Mark now thinks that Brian closed Michelle, or sorry, chased Michelle out of the chute. Cool. Uh, fucking good theory. Good just complete flip, which I would have thought of at the beginning. The, the, the cop is just not... Every line he delivers is pretty poor. Yeah. Again, he's probably the most famous person in this movie, and he just cannot hit any of his feels. He plays a shit cop. Every one of his theories is pretty crappy. He just goes off the handle for no reason. Yeah. You're a loose cannon. <laughs> he doesn't even play by his own rules. Give me your badge. That's right. He's not even a cop. He's just some guy in town who walks around with a badge. Okay. So Liz asks John about Brian, and he says he was obsessed with the house. Which, I guess. Well, and that, that comes up a little later, but again, I feel super Amityville horror style. Mm -hmm. You know, it had a ton of cult, cult following. For, again, no fucking reason. Yeah. So then we get a um, we get a cut back. <laughs> Brian is exploring alone and sees somebody in a doorway. Uh, just for a second, it's like mm -hmm. a, through through his camera. It's just a, that's a, right. A body. Actually, totally spaced on that part. Yeah, but it's like it looks like one of them. Like it looks like a guy in a hoodie. Yeah, it's nothing. It's a flash, but it's not a creepy flash. Yeah, it's, it's not like not, a scare or anything. Yeah, it's not a ghost. It's, yeah, it's just something weird. It's like one of them is standing there, but they're actually not. Right. Pretty much. And then we cut to John, or sorry, Sam, alone in a room. Uh, he sees a woman's boots behind a door. Actually, I love this scene for no reason. Really? Uh, it's really dumb. It's really dumb, but for some reason, every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, I like it. Like, so, this is what I would do. I'd be 
kind of spooked, but I'd do it anyway and then die. I guess the only way I could describe it is like a, a three-inch wide saloon-style door. For no reason. Like, I've never seen a door like that. And it was like a one-outfit wardrobe. Like, he opens the door, and it's just boots and, like, a blouse. Yeah, there's, like, rain boots, so they're huge. So you, mm-hmm. And you see, like, the full boot. Yeah. And then, yeah, other, like, blouse or a dress just hanging. And I think it was just how the hanger was turned. But yeah. still a really tiny, nothing closet, I guess. Yeah. And then, this is the first time this movie actually scared me. That movie was scared. Gets a good spook right here. Sam starts getting big EMF readings out of bed, uh, and then hands pop out and grab his feet. And, and can I say, the balls on this guy, where he just drops to the floor to look under yes. the bed. As soon as they grab his feet, he jumps back, then he drops down and starts looking under the bed. Instant. And I it, would absolutely not. I would be out the door before he hit the ground. No, like, fuck this. Could you imagine? I'm, I'm a ghost hunter. Two hands grab your feet from under a bed? I'm looking at the bed in our studio right now, like, fucking paranoid. Like, I just, I couldn't imagine. Uh, no, like, super great. That, that is probably the best scene in the movie, I think. It's my favorite by far. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, I would say it's probably the strongest scene. Yeah, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't look bad, but it's nothing crazy good. Like, there's no avail of these arms. It's just two arms, quick grab, yeah. and then boom. And they're like, great. yeah. Definitely. Like spooky yeah, obviously, like decaying skin or something. And we cut back to Jules downstairs, and she sees a ghostly image of a lady in her camera um, at the top of the stairs. Like she turns to face the stairs, and the ghost is like walking away. We see the back of her dress. Yep, no, no, she's on the chase. Yeah, so she follows her up the stairs and finds a bunch of like dolls in her room, which double fuck that. Oh, hell yeah. Again. Don't understand why these dolls are still in this house. This house was for sale, and at some point, they, these dolls were popular. You go fuck yourself. These are murder dolls. Uh, then Donnie shows John and Michelle this super sensitive mic that they have that picks up sounds and frequencies that we can't hear with our ears. Uh, yes, he, he microphones. It yeah, it's it's hyped up as like this is like crazy shit, dude. These are twenty dollars on Amazon. Yeah, exactly. So then they plug it in. Uh, he actually paid twenty-two dollars for it with Frank delivery. Oh shit! <laughs> so what a champ! He plugs it in, and we hear this super loud buzzing. Donnie f- uh, finds the source of the buzzing, which is a fly, kills it, and then the noise stops. Then we get the proof that it works. Got it. Then we get the the beating of all of their hearts. Uh, and at first, it's like, oh wow, there's all three of our hearts. Wait, there's a fourth one, and it's like. Smaller, which is obviously Michelle's baby. Uh, Actually, they didn't pick her. that up. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. For, I already forgot about that plot. Yep. And then right after that, he goes, "Wait, there's three more," uh, which definitely could have been the other ghost hunters. <laughs> but I, I like this point because then he it gets three more, and it keeps going, and he just keeps counting. Yeah, five. But, Six. Like, really seven. poor. This guy is a horrible actor, by the way. Or maybe it's just a lion. I don't know what it is. I, I don't, liked him. I don't do not think he delivered in this movie. And I, I definitely no, but he didn't hit any of his shit. Um, Maybe not to his his fault. Yeah. Then Michelle uh, 
picks her camera up, starts filming, starts circling the room, and we get a super close-up shot of a demon woman face, like right in the camera. It's and she freaks out. out. Yeah, freaks out, goes, there was somebody here. And then a painting in the room just straight catches fire. And I feel like when this happens, I don't think they told all of like I don't think Donnie knew. No. Because again, his reaction is really weird. And even his lines are kind of shit right here. Almost like they just wanted to film his reaction and see what happened. But I, I do enjoy when movies do that. Because horror movies do that a lot. Like, um, just an example for the new It movies. They didn't let any of the kids see... Uh, oh, yeah. What's his name? Skarsgård. Skarsgård, yeah. In the Pennywise makeup until they shot his first scene with them. Which... So there was genuine fear, which... Dynamite. Fucking scary. Yeah. Those movies suck fucking scary. I like the first one. No. Well, you, you can be wrong. It's fine. <laughs> I like the original. A little more. But, you know, fuck it. <laughs> Clown movies. Fuck them. Yeah. Uh, so then, while they're kind of freaking out, trying to put the painting out, John runs and finds a fire extinguisher in a random closet super quick. Puts out the fire. Uh, then everyone else kind of gathers in the room and they're like, what happened? John, how did you know where the fire extinguisher was? Really good point, by the way. Because mm-hmm. he, he ran right to yeah, it. Yeah, it was seconds. But he's in and out, in and back. And then it, it does like a slow pan from them to the closet where he found it. And we see that the axe is also in that closet. Your boy, Cuddy Boys. So Sam is like, have you ever seen this room before? In, in one of your like dream visions? And then John closes his eyes and he describes a tear in the wallpaper that has a picture, like a drawing of a little girl behind it. Again, this is like where it, plot points are being made for no reason. Yeah, where like he, he's paranormal sensitive. Yeah, all of a sudden, like, he went from, I saw my mom in this house, I recognized the house, to I can name yeah. anything in this house. Which I guess it could be, like, repressed memories. I guess, but... Um, then he, he also describes a photo of men in suits, and then he says, and the seal is on the back of the picture. Cool. And they, they take the picture off the wall, and the same circle as the one underneath the rug is also on the back of the picture. Cult shit. Yeah, really hate the scene. I think it's shit. I mean, I guess it could make sense a little later. Even um, so, it's still just not a good scene. So he says... I'm going to get closer to the mic because this is a spooky scene. Whoa, whisper it, baby. He says, there's something else. There's a woman behind Jules. Then Jules gets dragged out from the group, down the hall, into a room. Then the door slams shut. I actually made a note of that line. That line actually gave me a spook. Yes. Just, like, his delivery, I wouldn't even say it's great, but it is so deadpan. It's just so sudden. Like, Like, he says, there's something else. There's a woman behind Jules. And then she gets dragged away. So now, now it's like, holy shit, yeah. shit's getting real here. Like, at that point, if I'm any of them, I'm straight accusing fuck John. Like, yep. fuck you. I'm out. You are possessed. <laughs> they finally get into the room and get Jules out, and everyone's like, we gotta dip, we gotta get the fuck out of here. And Brian's like, no. Like, do you, know, what, do you know what's going on right now? Like, this is good shit. And then Jules is like, I agree with Brian. We need to stay. Everyone thinks we're fucking crazy and making shit up, but, you know, I'm tired of it. They won't think we're crazy after this. Yes, they will. They'll think you're fake. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because that's what they do with all paranormal footage. Oh, because it's all fake. Well, I don't know. 
don't know about Do you that. want me to say it louder? <laughs> um, John and Michelle go to leave the house. Actually, I crossed this out of my notes, but I do have to reference it. They cut to the interrogation for about five seconds. Whew. Where Liz basically tells John, I don't believe you. I don't believe your story. And then it cuts back. <laughs> so uh, John and Michelle go to leave, and Brian follows them out, and he says, John, I know your mom was here the night of killings. Surprise, surprise. We got our fuckboy Brian being a real piece of shit. I do my research. And Michelle's, Michelle apparently didn't even know this. She's like, what the fuck? I don't really like this because everybody would have known this. Like, again, this house was super prevalent. These people are ghost hunters. And Brian seems like he's the least into it out of everybody else. I think, going back to the beginning, John says Brian's only in it for money. Which I, I, I can uh, see yeah. why he would just be like, I don't give a fuck. Um, I'm pretty sure, though, they do reference that John changed his last name. Yeah, yeah, I think they do. So it's not like... That's not super un... un believable yeah. for some of it i guess but like why wait on this reveal like he, he's pining his ex-girlfriend he gets dirt on this girl on on her new boyfriend like he could have shit on her him way before there's no reason other than to move the plot along i guess i don't know i think this is probably the best spot they could have put it because it's like for the movie absolutely oh you're saying if this is but if this was a real situation it makes no sense why now and then it's just it just makes him feel petty and shittier which, which what they're going it, it is but it, it almost doesn't make sense for the character even at this point and you know what's super funny brian's not even my least favorite character in the movie no not at all <laughs> like he actually pretty up there on my list he nails this part 100 percent. the character is just shitty um so apparently michelle didn't know this she gets pissed at john john's like of course i didn't tell you that shit shapes people's lives. People look at you differently, which is true. Yeah. I don't uh, disagree with that. Like, I get why he did what he did. I don't get why Michelle's mad about it, personally, but, you know. I almost get that, because I guess it depends. She was into it. They obviously had some sort of bond over this. Yeah. I guess it just depends on, like, how long they... Well, they've obviously been together long enough to I think they say it's been, like, a year. But, I don't know. So, Brian, Brian says, you know, John, I think your mom brought you here because she wants to talk to you. So now we're getting into some real shit. Yeah, and then we cut back to cups. <laughs> Woo! Uh, more decryption of one of the, the group members being axed. Now we're seeing murders. Yeah, and then a, a cop radios Mark and says, uh, there's a report of a stolen car about half a mile away from the house. Find that fucking car. And um, to be honest with you, I think I might have got the, the car's color wrong at the beginning of this. Uh, because this car, the stolen car, is red. So I don't know if the truck's red at the beginning, but I know this car is for sure red, the one that they see. Oh, yeah, I don't think the truck was I red. I think it might be, like, just gray or whatever. Yeah, a generic truck. Yeah, but, but this car is 100% this red. This car is the Cherry Jeep. Cherry 100. So, Arizona with a bona. Sorry about the... How not dare your enough. notes not be 100% yeah. in this piece Well, that piece wasn't notes. I was just trying to be too, uh, too forward. Like, I didn't write that down. <laughs> Damn, you're freeballing it? <laughs> Only a real man would freeball this whole fucking thing. <laughs> Let me go ahead and double thumb RVD to me right here, baby. <laughs> uh-huh. She you get your scream, I get at least one wrestling reference. <laughs> so, 
Then we cut back to John looking at a mirror, and at this point I write, uh, I feel a jump scare coming. Yep. Bingo, baby. Super, super obvious. He, he puts his head down to, like, wash his face, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then he looks up, uh, and his reflection has a bird fly out of its mouth. Okay. <laughs> Bird in the mouth, huh? Now you're talking my language. The old bird in the mouth. It happens, baby. I guess that's a literal message from the devil. You didn't hear it straight from the devil's mouth, I guess. Straight from his own mouth. I guess. Then we cut back to cops. Wee uh, she These tells, cuts are too hard. I'm yeah. losing my voice here. John tells Liz about the ritual. Um, they recite a passage from Jules book. And then we see the ritual. Oh, I boy. fucking hate this scene. I really do. I don't know how you feel. I guess I want to know how you feel about it beforehand. I don't like it. It's so bad. So Jules begins the ritual and says, don't break the circle because the ghost could get free. Also, she has said earlier she didn't know what this seal was. Yeah. But you have magics for it, I guess? I don't well, know. It, you can do a seance anywhere. I think they just decided to do it there because it had the highest electromagnetic I guess. I don't know. I just think it's a bad... I think the whole scene is horrible. Definitely. But that's why we're here. <laughs> is it? We should not be alive then. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they read some bullshit in Latin then all the candles go out um, and the you get classic winds and like lights are going out and it, it's just super yeah. shitty Ouija board shit. Yeah, the room just gets like super windy. Yeah, like, like the that. chandelier shake. There was one, like the visual was really odd where they show the chandelier or the fan or whatever where yeah. it's shaking you can see kind of wind or yeah. whatever it is moving in. Yeah, so then um, Brian pulls out a thermal camera and we see four people standing behind uh, Josh. Cool. And he's like, don't fucking move. Yeah, because the camera's just sitting there, but they, they have to hold hands the whole time, otherwise the Jehosts get out. You're right, he like leans over. Yeah, he, he's watching through the camera, but he can't move. Yeah. And he's just like, just trust me. Which, why would he? He's an asshole this whole time. Yeah. And then Michelle's stomach starts hurting. Really um, bad. Their equipment starts failing. And the front door locks. But Jules is like, don't fucking let go. Don't break the circle. Don't break the circle! Which, the whole time, she, the Latin has ended. When can you break this circle? Because she's I, just yelling at the people. I think it's like the Ouija board after you say goodbye. That's fucking stupid. Any of them could have yelled goodbye. But, because she's yelling through this whole scene, yeah. like, if there are spirits here, which they've... Is everyone has confirmed, like, everything going on is clearly supernatural, yeah. at least to believers. Yeah. It makes no sense, like... Again, shitty plot points just being brought up. So, John then sees his mom next to him, uh, and she's saying, you know, let go. It's okay. Scene is terrible, but the throwback to the beginning is actually really good. I, I really like the, that this is like, oh, this is what she was saying. She was saying, let go, like, let go of the circle. And now that we're getting closer to the end of the movie, like, some of the things from the beginning of the movie actually pay off to a pretty cool... Yeah. I wouldn't say anything is great. That's probably the best one, where it's the least expected. But there are... I don't know, I kind of... Yeah, I mean, when we get to it... I mean, there's there's a couple of them that are really good. But, yeah, like, I'm I definitely sorry. 
I definitely enjoyed the, it, it's almost like a twist, where it's like we, we thought this whole time that uh, she was saying, like, you know, let go of, like, the trauma, let go of the past. Right. But she's actually saying let go of the Right. And then uh, the lights go out for a second, they come back on, and then she turns into, like, a demon woman. Um, As mothers do, I get it. Yeah. And then uh, John lets go. And they get up. And, and they're, they're, like, hugging, aren't they? The mom and John? No, they're just, like, super, like, face-to-face. Oh, I thought they were hugging at one point. It's no. super, super uh, so, weird. So they... They try to, to get out, but the doors won't open. Brian puts on the camera glasses. Because of reasons. Yeah, and then Josh tells Liz that Michelle ran off and he can't find her. Or he couldn't find her. Cool. Yeah, so... So we were back in the interrogation for a second. Will you... John searching for uh, Michelle. Then he finds Brian staring at the painting of Martha, uh, saying over and over, everyone must die, everyone must die. We've everyone done must it. die for me to live. Again, we've all done it. We lived um, through middle school. Then John walks up to Brian. Brian turns around and has the Venom symbiote pouring out of his mouth. He's just scream face at this point. Um, super, not, not the movie scream. <laughs> super like black goo coming out of his mouth. Just howling. Then we get uh, footage from the glasses of Donnie dying, where he gets run into like the bedpost, and he's the body that's like it's awkwardly like, bent over. It's like this. an ultra pelvic thrust into the bed frame. I mean, that doesn't make you dead. It just makes you creepy. <laughs> oh, he's bald. You right? Uh, they review. An interview from the old man from the beginning of the movie, Leonard. Who that was his name? Fuck yeah, it was. I fucking hate this scene, too. It's so bad. <laughs> and he was like, I heard a car crash, and then just kind of gives a general point back. Like, just the typical, like, you know, I heard something, and then... Like, like over there. Point the yeah. general direction. And then they... Mark's like, wait, go back. Fucking groundbreaking for this case. He, he wasn't pointing here. He was pointing to the farm nearby. And then Mark sends cops. Uh, Mark sends cops over to find the car. So the the noise Leonard hears is the car crash. Yeah. But it's just it's really bad. The cops okay, should have found sense. it anyway. Like they referenced that it was private property, so they didn't search this area. Yeah. But if they're looking for a car crash, it's not like just like oh we won't search here. Right. Like, this is police shit. Right. You can you can let us on your property. Right. It's just bad again. Bad writing. Adding plot points for nothing. We're not looking for your meth house right now, Susan. <laughs> well, fucking I am. <laughs> Anything to cure me from watching this fucking movie so many goddamn times. So Liz then says, you know, if I believe that Brian was possessed, that still doesn't make him a killer. Uh, and then we just cut to more footage from before. Who's my voice, bro? And on a separate page here, I wrote, a lot of shit's about to go down. Uh, None of it good. And they cut a lot, so I'm not writing a lot. <laughs> Can't hand any more, yeah, so, more wee-woos. So I didn't write any of the cuts on for the rest of the movie, really. Perfect. So It's um, all back and forth at this point. Keep up. <laughs> you fucking, you watch it. Okay. John grabs a fire poker and walks through the house, uh, and then Brian attacks him. 
and he tells Liz, Brian was wearing the camera glasses. Okay. Uh, Liz tries to get John to say that it was Brian on tape, but he says it wasn't human. Yeah, he, he won't identify Brian yeah. directly for she, some she's reason. She's trying to get him to give a direct idea of Brian so they can arrest him. Right. Uh, and he just won't do it. This is the big break, and he's not giving it up. Yeah. So then Liz goes and tells Mark that John said Brian killed everyone, um, which he didn't. He said it, it wasn't human, is what he said. Right. Um, Mark is then called away and asks Liz to decipher whatever the seal was. Uh, because she's a doctor and she can read Latin. Yeah, that's how that works. Bullshit. I mean, I know they can, but like, really? No. And then at the car crash scene, some cops find Brian uh, in like a flipped over car, almost dead. Like, like he's fucked up. Right. He's got venom, venom gushing all over him. Yeah. So Brian wakes up somehow gets the gun away from one of the cops, shoots him, and then runs. We've all done it. I get it. <laughs> We've all been to Mesa. Oh, good God. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks. Uh, then Liz finds that the seal is called the symbol of the left-hand path. Cool. Fucking, I'm left-handed. Can I join your cult, Danny? I guess. You, can you hear the disdain in our voices when we finish this movie? <laughs> it's not even fun at this point. Fucking hate so it. Brian arrives at the gas station with a gun. Sorry, you want me to say it more enthusiastically? Then, Brian arrives at the gas station with a gun. You should work on your acting, because both <laughs> of those are garbage. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, do it like that for the rest of this. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I can't. They can't. Nail it. Come uh, on. Hit me with one line, baby. I can't do a Mickey. Fuck it. I can do a Freddy. I can do a Mickey, right? Yeah, same oh, thing. Brian arrives at the gas station with a gun. <laughs> uh, this is important wine gas station from the beginning. Yeah, the it's, the, it's the same gas station as the whole. It's literally just like a location mark yeah. that has no real prevalent yeah. relevance. So, prevalence. Prevalence. Neither of those Pre words. Prevalence. Prevalence. Spooky time town. <laughs> so Mark gets to the crash. Um, and Liz calls him and says, the Latin translates to a seance to communicate spirits, and the symbol uh, referred to certain certain places or prisons that hold demons. In order for the demon to be set free, everyone involved in the seance has to die, and then it can only leave through a pure human soul. Which makes no sense grammatically. Everyone must die, but human soul that's pure gets to live. Yeah. So then... Yeah. <laughs> Pass. Do so I have to live through this? Cops and Mark arrive at the gas station, and Mark tries to talk Brian down. Um, Brian's still all fucked up at this point. He's just yeah. walking around with a gun in this gas station. He's got super bloody face, fucking up the gas station attendant. Like, with gun in hand, he's off the deep end here. Like, this guy's filling fucking overnight hot dogs, and this guy walks in with a gun. <laughs> Bad time for all. Um, then Liz tells John they found Brian, but they haven't found Michelle yet. Uh, the cops send in a walkie-talkie uh, for Brian, and they do it super tactical, like they're sending in a flashbang. By by sending in, do you mean throwing in a fucking walkie-talkie? Imagine if it broke. Yeah. <laughs> super shitty cop work. 
I mean, I get that's how you have to do when someone has a gun. I guess. But it just looks dumb. At that point, you just shoot him. He's in fucking glass. Like, you can see him 100% of the time. He's not even dying. Yeah. And so... Uh, Liz lets John, for some reason, hear them talking on the walkie. I don't understand. Like, she's got just a walkie on her lap. Yeah. Just full volume. Yeah. You listen to it, you fucking asshole. Yeah, and so Mark is trying to get John, uh, not John, Brian to talk. He's like, Brian, say something. Like, where is Michelle? And then John just grabs the walkie from Liz and starts screaming, where is she, Mark? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Brian, not Mark. Whoever. Where At is this she, point, Brian? Fuck them all. Where is she, Brian? You know where she is. Where is she? And that gets Brian's attention. Because at this point, the walkie's just been on the ground. Right. But when he hears John's voice, he picks that motherfucker up. He starts wailing. Yeah, he just starts full screaming into the walkie. And John, like, flies out of his chair, hits the wall behind him, and then he has a seizure. Not the full-on seizure. Yeah. Like, just from hearing this guy's voice. And then Liz realizes that Brian's screams are what's causing the seizure. uh, And tells Mark, you need to stop Brian. Could have just turned off the walkie, but whatever. And this is where... Brian looks out at the cops, starts to raise his gun, and Mark just empties a fucking clip into him. Then they they rush in. Um, Mark tries to get Brian to say where Michelle is, but all Brian does is grab the cross off of Mark's neck, like he has a necklace with a cross on it. Um, I fucking hate this scene, too. Mark is like, are you telling me you sent her to heaven? Like, is she She's with God? She's with God? Is that what you're telling me? Which, like... That, That jump I'm fine with. Yeah. The next one, I have a huge problem uh, with. We'll get there. I, that's why I don't, don't want to spoil it. Because it's some sweet, sweet horror uh, garbage I'm ready for. And so he, uh, Brian kind of falls back dead. Then the cops are going over his body, and one of the cops goes, Mark, this is why he couldn't talk and opens his mouth. He doesn't have a tongue. His tongue's gone. Right. Which, you can still talk without a tongue. It's just... Can you? To some extent. You clearly scream. Yeah. You still have a voice box. You just gotta articulate better. Then, articulate, I think, at that point. What's the opposite of art? What's what do we do? Podcast articulate. <laughs> Earth without art is just eh. <laughs> That's our reactions. <laughs> so um, Mark then is like, "Oh shit! Ryan told us where Michelle was," and he drives back to the house. Finds the box full of crosses. I'm shaking my heart, head so fucking yeah. hard. This scene, he went from, did you send her to heaven, to, oh, box of crosses. I remember that. Yeah, and the crosses are kind of angled so that the the, the longer side is pointing to, like, a closet. Um, and in mm, the closet... Milk closet, got it. The milk chute. In the closet... He finds a door to a crawl space. Instantly, like, well, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, and they find Michelle tied up in the crawl space, alive. Yeah. Then uh, the Sarah Matthews footage, John's mom, finally arrives, and it shows Sarah saying exactly what John said. Can we point out that they set up this fucking tent and all of these lights, but could not get footage for like six hours and shooting someone dead? <laughs> But yeah, so she in the in the interview, she's basically saying exactly what John has said so far. Like, like and it's like verbatim, word for word. Like everything that I've said, John said, Sarah said, 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 said. 
said said I said said about 20 times in the last 30 seconds. Uh, then Michelle is being carted out of the crawl space and she tells Mark he killed them same room. Uh, then Liz comes back to John and goes, would you please recuff the suspect? Um, he's like, what's going on? Wait, which, why would you just say that before you walk in so that he can't get yeah. some weird jump on you? And then, like, if you believe this guy just murdered everybody? Yeah, and then Liz says, we know you did. Um, but your plan didn't work because Michelle is still alive. My plan did work. And is there anything you want to tell me before you go to prison? And he says... For the rest of your life. He says, I'm not going to prison. I'm leaving it. Garbage dialogue. Then we see... You ready for the twist? Twist me, Are baby. you ready for the twist? M. Night Shababal on me. Mark goes back into the crawl space, and we see John, who has been hanged in a separate area of the crawl space. He's dead the whole time. John's not even real, man. In the, in the same room that Michelle Michelle's found. in, yep. So, he killed them... Same room. Killed them, but still Michelle alive, but everyone must die. Spook, spook. <laughs> then we get John saying, everyone must die over and over, um, as just like a general voiceover, uh, as we see him killing the group. Well, I, I maybe I'm remembering the wrong part that you're talking about, mm -hmm. but he's saying it staring in the mirror, just like when he was describing it yeah. as... So... Uh, Brian, so yeah. he's that they reveal he's wearing the glasses, saying everyone must die, everyone must die. So it's the opposite of what he said. Brian, yeah. Brian found him saying everyone must die with the camera glasses on, looking at the mirror. right or not the mirror, the painting, Whatever. and then he goes on his rampage. Um, I'm gonna have a rampage. <laughs> then we see John's death, and after he hangs himself, birds come out of his mouth. Like, and form a whole fuckload of them. Yeah, like a bunch, like a, a metric. What what's a, a good word for a group of birds? A oh, murder. Group, yeah, murder. A murder. murder of... A murder of a murder of cravens. Yeah, a group of crows is called a murder. Anyway. Nope, that's not what it's saying. You go fuck yourself. Oh, it's for sure saying it. So, uh, a bunch of birds come out of John's dead mouth. And we just went over this. A murder of birds. Fuck. A murder God of birds it. come out of John's dead mouth. Thank you. And then they form into the John that Mark found in the beginning with the music ballerina playing above his body. So he was, Mark was right there. He almost found John's body. Which I don't think I realized the ballerina in the beginning. I don't remember mm -hmm. seeing it until it's pointing playing, at the rug. It's playing at the beginning. That's how really? he finds John's body. Oh, that's true. Does, doesn't he? Yeah, totally spaced that to be honest. And like, like I said a couple of times, the throwbacks from the beginning to the end are actually really solid, but all of the forced plot points are just so fucking bad. Yeah, it really just drags through to get to the points that the director needed to hit. Right. Uh, and then we we cut back to Liz, who starts choking, and then the demon says, "John's mom was my my first vessel, but she escaped." And now it's Michelle. Once she crosses the seal, the demon will be free. Uh, Michelle starts screaming as Mark gets into the barn to find Liz alone. And this is as Michelle's being taken 
across the seal. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like voicing over her yeah. being pulled across the seal through the room. Liz tells Mark that John is possessed, and she rewinds the tape to show Mark, but then this is where we see John's not in any of the footage. He's been gone the whole time. Like, it's just a, a video of an empty chair and Liz talking. Which is pretty much how this podcast goes. If, our, yeah. if we were talking to an audience, it would be an empty chair. Well, as we discussed last episode, I am just a plant and a voice inside there. My God. <laughs> I am entertaining. <laughs> so Michelle is loaded into an ambulance, and then she says she felt a kick from the baby. Uh, it's the first one. Then the medic... Super forced. The medic goes to ultrasound the baby. Here's a heartbeat. Can we address that the fucking ambulance is just ultrasounding babies. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> and then, uh, demon baby's gonna live. Is, is what we learned. The, the demon is in the baby. You, you see the little stomach raised yeah. and it's creepy shit. That's the soundtrack. Fucking horrible. And, um, that's demonic, baby. Can we all agree that not everyone must die for him to live? Because <laughs> two people lived at that point? I guess she can die in childhood. Yes, she didn't die then. <laughs> and what's I don't understand what the difference is between her and John's mom. She escaped, well, but I don't know. The, the demon's already in her, technically, I guess. But if but he says she was my vessel, which maybe or may obviously means he didn't get inside this vessel, yeah. but just shit writing. Yeah, not the best. No, it's shit. It's not not the best. <laughs> it's fucking garbage. Um. Alright, well, I guess, uh, what'd you like, what'd you hate? I like there's not a fucking part two, Jesus Christ. Oh, if there was a sequel, we would review it next week. Oh, no, I don't <laughs> think I could sit through any more demonic. You know what? Uh, we, we actually, I'll give you guys a little secret. We talked about, um, in a couple months, maybe, closer to a, the year of the podcast, going back and re-reviewing one of our, our movies and doing, like, a follow-up episode. It's not going to be demonic. <laughs> you will find yourself a new intern. I'm officially hiring a scare receptionist. <laughs> um, Does she have to write with like a bloody knife? Yeah. I don't know why I said she. Yeah, you fucking sexist. Yeah, that was pretty shitty. Off the podcast. Nailed it. Deserved it. Uh, my intern's beliefs do not speak for this podcast or those affiliated. Which is me. But they do, because it's all my equipment now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Is there really anything you liked about this movie besides the, the spooky hands? Not really, even a little. It, the movie was overall a piece of shit. Yeah. Straight to Netflix, pretty sure. If not, I'm God, surprised. God, I hope so. I'm surprised if it got into theaters. Um, I don't, when did it release, did you say? 2015. Okay, yeah. Right, it right seemed like Valentine's it was, Day. Oh, baby. Well, <laughs> releasing a horror movie on Valentine's instead of October, you're really nailing your audience, Ooh. I guess. Bloody Valentine? That nails its audience in that fucking Valentine. It's in the title, at least. Yeah, exactly. Demonic Valentine. <laughs> Fuck, I'd watch that, actually. <laughs> I totally would. Give me your spooky heart full of worms. <laughs> um, what, did you like this movie? Absolutely not. All right, thank like, you. Like I said... It took me six hours to watch this movie. Um, I started it at like seven, and I didn't, God. I didn't finish my notes until two. Um, I 
finished the movie at one, but then I had to go back and skim for notes. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. I mean, you watched it three times. So. I did, and I have about a page and a half of notes. And yeah. You can really see when I gave up through the movie. Oh, I have more notes for this than I do for Nightmare on Elm Street. I have 25 pages. Nightmare on Elm Street's a masterpiece that everyone remembers. Yeah. Um, but this is just a shitty Jehost movie. Jehost, thank you. <laughs> Uh, it's just bad. It's bad writing. It's bad plot, bad yeah. acting. There's not a whole lot to redeem about it. So I guess, what is your least favorite thing? What, what did you hate the most? This movie or just in life? This movie. This isn't your therapy session. God damn it. I need it so bad. Why do you keep making me watch these fucking scary movies then? <laughs> I thought this was to help. You're the worst scarapist. It helps me. Oh. I get it. You're here for me. I like it. I like that. <laughs> what did I hate the most yeah, about this movie? The just the plot points. I mean, if we're going you know, to just review it as a movie in general. So many forced things that were just yeah. thrown, in your, thrown into your face just to move where they wanted you to instead of giving like more of a natural flow to it. It just doesn't make sense. Um, one thing that you and me talked about off mic, uh, if John slash Michelle's baby is the ghost, what the fuck was Brian? Yeah, I don't know what he was supposed to be. Like, we had mentioned maybe he was the red herring or maybe he was another demon. But at any point, it doesn't really make sense. It well, I guess there were multiple uh, spirits there. There were, but... So either A, I imagine it would have ended when he crossed the seal, just like the other one mm -hmm. did. Or B... No, I didn't really have a B, I guess, on it. It just it doesn't make sense. No. Why he, he couldn't talk for because he cut out his tongue or bit off or whatever happened to his tongue. Yeah, they don't show that, which I think is kind of strange. Yeah. I would have liked to see what happened. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense what happened with this guy. Because now you know he wasn't the one talking to the painting. He wasn't anything. He just got, he left, got in a car accident, and started screaming in a gas station. Yeah. just sounds like somebody in Mesa. I don't get it. <laughs> it really does. Um, next question. I, I wrote it as would you want a sequel I, before you even say anything I know you wouldn't Thank but you. if one came out would you watch it even for a hate watch oh I'll hate watch anything it's, you have to know it's to tell anybody that says this movie is good why they're fucking wrong yeah and um, yeah I think I'm the same way Like I don't want there to be a sequel but if there was I would probably watch it just to see where they where they took this piece of shit I imagine being an unrelated sequel kind of like what I imagine Unfriended 2 is. Or maybe it's just like, it, it would turn into like the baby as a little kid. Um, well, then we're just the omen. Yeah, exactly. Awful. Ooh, that's like, the sequel. Not, the, uh, I said that's awful. The omen is not awful. Just the, the thought of that, where this movie leads to is yeah. terrible. Um, how many flashbacks out of 10? Do I want to give it or do I want to wee-woo too? Uh, let's do both. <laughs> Good God. Either way, the answer is zero. Really? A zero? I fucking hated this movie. Yeah. I pseudo-watched it the first time. Ah, my drink's empty. We'll fucking eat some glass, then. <laughs> it was... I, I mostly listened to a lot of actually read notes about Slenderman, because I was like, you know what? I don't know enough about the gentleman. So... <laughs> I went on to that tangent for a little bit. <laughs> and I actually watched it twice. 
both at like 5 a.m. because I wake up stupid early. <laughs> what a way to start your day. It really was terrible. No wonder you've been in such a shit mood. That's has nothing to do with it. I'm just a shitty person. Uh, this movie just didn't help. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this one a two. God damn. Purely because there are things about it that I thought could have been good. Like, the twist, I enjoyed. Um, it was just presented so poorly. Yeah. All of it, not yeah. not just the twist, the this whole movie. This is definitely one of those movies where um, the producers were just like, we're going to print money because it's a horror movie. Yeah, this was a, a cash grab at best. Yeah. All right, guys, and uh, next week we're going to do the movie we meant to do this week. And by we meant to, we mean he gave me the wrong title uh, and I watched this fucking movie. Yeah, so, so pissed about it. I, I guess as soon as I started watching it, I was like, this isn't the right movie. But I can't tell him now. Yeah, he waits um, till we're on fucking live <laughs> live pre-recorded podcast. So we're next week we're gonna be reviewing Paranormal Investigation. Oh boy. Um, which I, God I hope is like I remember. Because it, it, it was be. good from what I remember. So was Phoenix Forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I said the same thing. Yeah, I'm not looking forward oh, to next week. Oh, man. Hope oh. you can all taste my disdain. Yeah, it's gonna be a fucking treat. <laughs> so, as always, I gotta plug the socials. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Zach, do we have a Facebook? We have one. Is it at ScarapyPod like the rest of them? It sure fucking is. All right, all of our socials are at ScarapyPod. Give us a follow. Stab that like button. Stab that like button. Possess the follow button. Good God. <laughs> um, uh, hopefully next week's doesn't make me want to kill myself as much. I need to book my own therapy appointment. We need another therapist. I'm doing the show alone. I'm working on it. My thesis is coming along. <laughs> All right, guys, that has been this week's session of Scarapy. This therapy is too damn expensive. And uh, our session's up, guys. See you next week.